0: How are you today?
1: Super! Kind of awesome. even better now that we had that weird little glitch that ended up bringing about some things.
0: Yeah, so hello everyone and thank you for joining us. We have another technical issue which is so crazy because we don't I don't typically have technical issues with my computer but when we do this podcast it seems to crash something crazy seems to happen it's so weird. Um, but welcome thank you and when so, we were starting to record the session, and when we were going to discuss what, what it is we were talking about, which is empath, and how we did a, an interview with Andrea back in the day on her uh, sensitivity as an empath. And then we were saying that Brooke is an empath, and we were going to now cover some of the topics that we have for today. When Brooke got some information about empath, if you want to share it right now.
1: Yes, it was pretty crazy because I told you guys before I don't necessarily like knowing what our topic is going to be before we start because I really feel and trust that the information I need will will come in at the time. And so Chris mentioned we were doing like empaths, and right away I just feel like I have so much information on it that my brain just doesn't even know where to start. And so then we got started. And it was a kind of weird, rocky start for us. And the screen froze, and I actually thought Chris was just in thought, just <laughs> the mm-hmm. way his face was frozen. And turns out his computer shut down, and so I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna hang out here a minute, trying really not to think of anything." And I just started thinking, and I just kind of put the question, like the questions popped in my head that, "Aren't we all empaths, like at a certain level, you know?" Mm-hmm. And then the answer came in. I was like yes, but no. And they started giving me examples of, um, like, I I kind of have this list and pictures of people that I knew that were definitely, and that that's still struggle, you know? And then some people came in my head that I were like, okay, they're absolutely not empaths. And then the answer came to me is like, yes, but empaths are, it's like a stage of growth for us. And it was the fact that the people that were coming into my head that were not empaths were still in a stage of self service because you know we've talked about stages of soul growth before and mm-hmm. we're all at these different places and all of us are where we are supposed to be at the time the lessons that we have to learn but the people that came in that were not were still in I believe we are here to go from a place of self service to going to a place of service of others. Mm-hmm. And the people that popped in my head were people that were still in this self-service stage, you know, that I did not believe for empaths. And um, so that's what it just popped in saying like, yeah, it's, it's a stage of growth. So those that are here, and there are so many of us that are empaths, some know it and some don't, you know, and I think that the ones that don't know it, life is really hard. You know, life is really hard. And then there's people that do know it that life is still really hard and I guess I'm fortunate enough to have come to a place not easily not quickly mm. I'm 44 years old and I, I don't think I even started to get a grasp of this until about 40 you mm. know but like now I'm at this beautiful spot to where I get home from something and I can be I can have a stomach ache, I can have a rash, I can have a, and I'm just like, okay, well, it's not mine, so I'm just going to go to bed and I'm just going to give it all to the light and I'm going to wake up right in the morning to where most of my life, I thought it was something that was wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, gosh, what's wrong with you, what's wrong with you, not realizing that most of what was wrong with me was just things I had taken from others, yep. you know, to, to transmute, you yep. know. But when you don't know that that's your purpose, it's, you're like, what is wrong with me? You totally. know, and a lot of us think we have and are diagnosed with, I think most of us that are diagnosed with disorders, which I love, whatever disorders, most of it's, us that are diagnosed with disorders. Turns out that we are just some kick-ass empaths. Exactly. <laughs> and we just haven't learned to use our powers yet. <laughs>
0: yes. Actually. Yeah. That's that, that. that is absolutely true and i'll tell you what brought this up because we don't mean to like Brooke and i don't want to rehash you know a topic that we've already already discussed but this topic keeps coming up and what Brooke is saying there is is very important in the sense that um empaths are getting way more information than many of them realize and I read an article earlier where like 14 million people in America alone ha- like acknowledge this sense, these senses that they're picking up from other people, but don't really know much about them. And what I will tell you is, for whatever reason above, they keep channeling this information. And they kept telling me, which is what brought this up, is that empaths are healers which Brooke is, right? You're a healer. Yeah. And I feel like they keep bringing it up because they want us to discuss it. And Brooke is a perfect person to discuss with it with because she is it. She is an empath and she is a healer. So it's awesome. Now I am curious to know now, but this isn't, this is not a, a, an interview of Brooke and her empath ability, but it is necessary for us to talk about it because they keep bringing it up with me and want want me to discuss it here for some reason and i know i work with a lot of people who are empaths but empaths first and foremost are healers and i encourage you greatly to start the first key is to start working on your own energy start to delineate what is yours and what isn't yours, and then start to work with your energy in trying to heal that. And there's a lot that we're gonna to get to today, but what I'm curious about, Brooke, is when you do healing on other people, does that help you?
1: Yes, I mean, I, I feel like through my whole life, if I'm looking back, like you're saying like how we've talked about this before, well, the last time we talked about this, maybe not even a year ago, I have learned and grown a ton since then mm-hmm. cuz while I am a healer I am still here for my lessons also. So when you're saying that we have to learn to delineate which it, what is ours and what is somebody else's like I can't walk around like everything I feel I can't go oh that's not mine. Oh that's <laughs> not mine. Some yeah. of it is mine. Exactly. You know, some of it is my lesson while I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I say just the biggest thing through all spiritual practices is discernment, like Mm -hmm. knowing what is yours to work on and knowing what you've taken from somebody else. Yep. And I know when I started Reiki, it became a lot more clear what was somebody else's Mm. because, um, you know, us being the conduit of the energy, you know, the energy has to go through us. And I know there's times that I did one of my friends who I know experiences like debilitating, um, anxiety, and the next morning after raking her, like I woke up, I couldn't breathe. I mm. couldn't. And I was just like, and in my head, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and that's something I should to do to snap myself out of my anxiety attacks. I would like talk to myself. I would be like, just knock this off. Like, this is ridiculous. Stand up, breathe, you know? Yep. And, um, I felt this and right away in my head, I felt this isn't yours, you know? And I was like, oh, this is. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how Angela feels, you know? And so it's, um, it's crazy that you get to experience, I mean, got, empathy is like no joke. It's like you truly get to see how other people feel. You get to yep. feel what other people feel. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people go so long in their life thinking that it's them, you know, yep. thinking that they have the anxiety or they have the depression or they have And um, I did that for a long time. And finally I started going, wow, what a gift this is that I get to feel what depression feels like, you know, wow, what a gift this is that I get to feel what somebody else feels. So when I turned it around, the, the, you switch your perspective on something, it just makes all the difference. Totally. And I mean, even if any of it was mine, it turned into a great trick of you know what I mean turning it around with just a different perspective about it. Yep. And um so but that instance that I had all that anxiety and it came into my head that this is not yours, I read right away went, okay, so what can I do about it? And it was like you can give it You can give it to the light. I was like, okay, I'm going to do that, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it did some breathing because that's, you know, you get that energy trapped in you and breathing is the kind of quickest, easiest method to move energy. And Mm -hmm. so I learned that I had to move that energy out of me that I was just being used as a conduit, you know? Because apparently like, I wish that energy would just like go somewhere like right away, but apparently it does have to move from one object to another before it can be transmuted until that healer consciously goes, I am giving this to the light.
0: Yep. Exactly. You know? And, and one well, way that you brought up the point of somebody else, because with MPFs, I do recommend working with other people. It is very, very helpful to have someone that you can reach out to that you can communicate with, or even get healing from, it is helpful to have that at least one person that you can go to when you need just to help you move that energy because empaths need to move energy. And there are three primary, three key points that that I really want to get across because this is what I'm getting from above in these channels that because they're just not letting it go they just keep bringing it up so your your point there Brook, of of having someone else to work with i think is very important and your your other point of discernment and working and really getting in tune with your energy are essential Uh, And and I'll give you a meditation. Uh, If you could do like a body, a body scan type meditation, which, which I already have out on YouTube and rumble. So you can use them, but there are a billion of them out there. It's a very easy meditation where you go in and you just sit with different parts of your body for a short period of time. And you just got, you just start to observe it and notice it. And From there, you begin to really get in tune with your energy will help you tremendously in starting to understand your energy. From there, you can begin to understand what's mine and what isn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that a meditation you work with or use? Go ahead.
1: Um, No. Like I said, when it comes to disciplinary practices, I really am not good with discipline practices and maybe I would be a lot better off if I was, you know, (laughs) I'm just not, um, sometimes when I have something, um, whether it's mine or somebody else's I like to sit in it for a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, before I release it. Mm -hmm. Um, just like, and now I used to look at it as like, Oh, this is my depression or, Oh, this is my anxiety. And now I look at it as like an experience and I see what thoughts come in while I'm in that experience. And I see what feelings come in when I'm in that experience. Mm -hmm. So now it's just, I'm into experiencing emotions. You know, I like to sit with it for a little bit before I, you know, get rid of it. But like, Mm -hmm. ultimately I just end up saying like, you know, this is not mine. Like, thank you for letting me carry this. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm ready now. You can come get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I give it, I give it to the light you know?
0: I love that.
1: Uh, There was a cool thing. I think I'd said it to you on paper. There is a whole saying, and now I have to get my Reiki papers back out. It's when you return something to the light, you return it with a thousand times love, you know? And so that's literally taking like a darkness that existed on this planet, Mm -hmm. you know, and taking that and turning that little piece of darkness into a huge ball of light.
0: Love, love that because I feel like that, that mixes with your, um, with your, uh, uh, gosh, you said it earlier where you change your viewpoint.
1: Yeah. Perspective. you
0: Change your perspective. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. You change your perspective. And that perspective is such a powerful tool to use when you're having this, because I know when I work with a lot of healers or empaths. They, especially ones that aren't necessarily aware of everything that their their gift yet,
1: yeah, they and look at it aren't. as a
0: negative thing. That is yes. a negative thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, I to be honest, most empaths don't make it here. A lot yeah. of them. I mean. I will say, like, I've always said, like, I just have such a different perspective on a lot of things in life that people have very strong opinions about, like down Mm. to suicide or alcoholism Mm. or drug use. I know people have very strong opposite opinions than I have, Mm -hmm. but I've always said, you know, people who drink, it is, they have a pain in them. They have something in them that they can't you know, live with. And I've always said that people that even go further to drugs, they are that much more. And these are people that I have been friends with firsthand. And I know that their hearts are some of the most beautiful that I had seen, but they literally could not handle it. Oh yeah. You know, they never, because, you know, we are moving forward. Oh my gosh, we are moving forward. I think even, I want to say that a lot of like, um, a lot of like, not doctors, but I know there's a lot of people that are more in a holistic psychology now, mm-hmm. and they actually recognize empath as a thing now, you know, yes. it's like all my life, I just thought I was bipolar and ADHD mm-hmm. and manic depressive, you know, like I was diagnosed with in my twenties and a lot of these people that have these diagnoses upon them. It's like, no, you're our healers people. Yep you are yep. not sick. You are our healers, yep. but they don't know that because our society has told them that they are sick and have disorders for so long. Exactly. But I do see the movement. I see it. it it's already been here and I believe it's coming. I really think in the next 10 years, people are going to understand that mental illness is not what they think it is. Yep. You know, it's like they are our exactly. healers and they need to be taught. And this is what other countries know. This is what other this is what shamans know. Yep. They see that kid in the village that is like freaking out and banging their head. They're like, oh, there's our healer. you yeah. know. And they take them and start to cultivate them, yep. you know, which we've never done. We've just been like, oh, you're sick. Go over there and get on meds and go to the hospital. Yep. you know? exactly. But I think that we are coming into a time where we are realizing that these are our, our healers.
0: Well, I can tell you uh, too that you're absolutely right in that a lot of these children so like anxiety is another huge one that empaths feel and i'll tell you there are so empaths are healers yes and that's something that they need to be aware of but the other thing that they are is acquiring information on a third dimensional level from spirit so like yeah. there are multiple aspects that aspects to empaths that are important to understand when you are working with an empath or if you are an empath yourself. So the other one that I understand is, so So, there are three key points, healing yourself, healing others, and receiving information from the third dimensional realm. These are aspects of uh, empaths that are very important to, uh, to, to, to notice and to be aware of. So healing yourself. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to go through 14 different healing techniques that MPAS can use that you can use on yourself and start to use on other people, but also recognizing the idea and notion that MPAS are also receiving information on this third dimensional level. So like you guys know that let's just take me, for instance, I get information, but it's, it's, it's on a different level, you know, so we already know about the dimensions from third all the way up to 12. So I, for whatever reason, get information on a higher level. It is what it is. But MPAS, I am beginning to realize and have worked with enough of them to know that they are getting a lot of information that is tied to this realm. So we've talked a couple of podcasts ago about how how spirit is more involved than we think they, we, they are in our lives. They are involved tremendous amounts. Like, I mean, it, it, every aspect of your life, no doubt there is a spirit there that is involved with it. Every aspect. And, 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 and I say that because I'm beginning to see more, like visually see that when things happen in my life, I'm beginning to see the spirit at that very moment. So like a thought comes into my mind and I visually see the spirit right there now. So yeah. I'm starting to see that with more frequency. And and I know that you guys all have the exact same thing, spirits there affecting things. So why I bring that up is because I get, information that's on a different level but empaths get it a lot of empaths get it on this third dimensional level so that energy difference is extreme so if i'm working with a third dimensional energy i know that i'm picking more third density up if that makes this sense.
1: is so interesting Because there's things that like I go through that like me and you will kind of talk about and you're kind of like, wow, like, like you don't fully understand. Like when I tell you that like I go into hell, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, you were always like trying to stay away from you. You're like, no, I'm going to stay up here and this. And I'm like, no, no, no. My job is to go into the hell (laughs) with other souls and pull them out. Like, you know, and when you don't realize you're the one you don't realize that's what you're doing. Like when, when these, when people are told they're sick and you don't realize that that is what your soul is doing for somebody else, you can get caught there. Totally. You know, but like, I know now when I go down, like I always tell people, even when I'm not fine, like I don't look fine, I'm not standing fine. I'm saying some awful, I was like, just know that I am fine. Exactly. I am always fine. But, um, but yeah, so that's why I say like, you're always, like, trying to, you know, you're in those higher realms trying to stay out of that, like, 3D to where it's, like, it's my job to dive into the 3D to pull them up.
0: Yes, that's all your jobs. Yeah. That's why you're yeah. here. Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree. And when,
1: we, when you don't know that, you think that you are living in hell. When exactly. you don't know that. Yo. When you become aware of it, and that is just the biggest perception switch that I wish all empaths, oh my gosh, could get to so fast. When you realize what magical power you are doing, mm-hmm. diving into hell, into the depths of the darkness, but you do have the power to come back up and turn that little bit of darkness into the brightest light and change everything for, for everybody. Exactly. You know, and you're saying like the, the information that we get. Most of us that have always been an empath, we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody walked into a room and could see by the looks on people's faces or what was being said, what their energy was. I didn't know. I didn't know that that was a gift. Yep. I remember time going, "Oh, I wish I could communicate with spirit. Oh, I wish I could channel." And then the more that I my life went on, I was like oh you've been doing that your entire life <laughs> you've been doing that so well that you just take it for granted and thought it was normal <laughs> mm-hmm. you <know>? yes
0: yes <laughs> it's it's, um, it, it's well if you think about it too Brooke like what you were just saying you walk into a room and you can just feel things right that's all tied to that room and that dimension so you're picking up
1: yeah.
0: you're picking up all the energy in that room what I'm going to tell you, not only are you picking it up from the physical aspects, you're also picking it up from the spiritual sense. And that's yeah. why I say you're getting information from that third dimension. And that, inform- that acquirement of information doesn't just stop in that room. You leave that room and go somewhere else, maybe even outside, and you're still able to pick up third dimensional energies. And the third dimensional energy is a very... It's a denser energy than the higher ones. So yeah, but you're absolutely right, Brooke, in that you all empaths are capable of going in, feeling it and working with it on another level and helping transmute that energy because that's another aspect of empaths is you have the ability to transmute that energy. You don't have to, yes, you're going to feel it, but you change the energy, you transmute it by changing the perspective, cutting, yeah. cutting the cords, like we discussed in the other, in the other podcast, cutting that cord of, of density and only keeping the, the cord of love and sending love to it is how you're going to begin to transmute that energy. And the more that you practice these kinds of techniques, the better off you will be, the, the more think- helpful it'll be because you have to move it. Yeah. You can't I have
1: learned the most about this by doing the job that I do in school with these fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Mm-hmm. All of my kids that I get sent to me, my behaviors, and don't get me wrong, there's a small portion that it's other stuff that is why they have a behavior, but 80% of my kids that I get for behaviors mm-hmm. are empaths. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. You know, they
1: tend to be your bully. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're your mm-hmm. bullies because, yep. as a kid, they don't know their purpose yet, exactly. and all they know is they are filled with so much pain, mm-hmm. and they're putting it out to others. Yep. You know, some of like yeah, there's that small percentage that actually have like something really bad going on in their life, or there's that you know, yeah. so There's a huge percentage that all they know is they're feeling pain. Yep. And they they think about, they put the blame on somebody else. They think this must be somebody else's fault that yep. they're in pain, so they're. They're like, well, I guess I'm mad because of this person. I guess I'm mad. So it's interesting. The school that I work at, and there's another school that's also an intermediate school. Now, both of those schools together go to the middle school. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, who we know is, like I said, it's not just because she's mine, but she is special, mm-hmm. you know? So she went to another school. Me working at the school I work at, I was like looking at the time with the sixth graders that would be in her grade. And I'm just like, oh, oh man, she comes home and tells me this one's her best friend. I'm going to be like, what? You know, because it would be like one of my little troublemakers or one of my little, well, don't you know, now in eighth grade, she comes home. She's like, oh my gosh, this kid. And I'm like, you're friends with him? And she's like, oh yeah, this one. I was like, these are all of my kids. Like, these are all <laughs> of my kids that came to me for behavior. And these are the kids that she vibes with. And they are the cutest, funnest, like craziest little click ever and they have found you know that they are these little like empaths you know but two of them were behavior kids that i would get a lot Mm -hmm. and leah had no idea who these kids were and she comes home they're two of her best friends now she's like i just vibe with them i'm like no doubt i vibe with them i vibe with them for two years at my school
0: yep and
1: really it it
0: really is but that you Exactly right, though. Empaths do possess this, this magnetization, if you will, because empaths are so tied to this realm, like they're so grounded in the third dimension that they do attract these other individuals that are in need of healing, you know, maybe yeah. other empaths or so like you're going to notice as empaths, you just have these people that gravitate to you. But it's all about your energy and, and all these other souls noticing and recognizing that and, and coming to you. So you're like, you, get, you know, people are just going to walk up to you as an empath and be like, they're not even, even going to understand in some instances. I just want to talk to you, you know. But that's because of who you are, what your soul's job and purpose is in this life. You as a healer, obviously, people naturally like healers. As I see a hawk that just flew by my window. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's crazy. So yeah, empaths uh, uh, are natural healers and your energy is already on another level attracting other energies to you. But you have to start to recognize that about yourself and start to work with it to not only help yourself, but to begin to help others. So yeah, yeah it, makes, it makes complete sense that you're daughter was you know attracting other energies like that
1: yeah and then when i <laughs> discovered what i was i felt like i had to go out and find people to heal you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no you do not like that's not like it's almost not even an alignment like when you're going out and you're like if i's the healer i'm trying to seek the person myself you're really not even in alignment in that time Yeah, i'm telling you you just go about your business <laughs> they will come to you Yep. And anybody that's watching this is the empath that I feel like most of you watching this are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know that you do not have to seek these people out. They find you, they find you in the grocery store, they find you at work, they find you at the mall, like you know, exactly people will just walk up to me in the produce aisle and tell me their whole entire life, you know.
0: Yes. <laughs> now, what I will say about that though, and this is actually a topic that I have in another. that's been coming up recently and I do want to talk about in more depth later is the love for yourself and setting boundaries because there are sometimes you're going to you're going to have these people come up to you naturally because you're a healer and even if you don't know it your energy emits that and they just naturally gravitate to you you have to set boundaries you cannot own their pain you cannot own that conversation if you don't want it so if you don't want that conversation, you can set up the boundary of listen. I need to go because I don't want to be around this energy. You feel that heaviness? That's self love yeah. and extremely important for you to begin to act in accordance with.
1: That the the, the self love part is huge. Yes, that is that is the biggest game changer because most of my life, again, up until just two years ago, maybe. Um, i actually hated myself i Mm -hmm. hate like inside i felt like if people really knew what i thought and what i felt they would hate me too like you -hmm. know me like i hated myself Mm -hmm. such the game changer was like i can truly say like i love myself so much like i have so much self-love and appreciation for everything now about myself down to every quirk and flaw. I I am grateful for every piece of me. I love every piece of me for what it is. Mm -hmm. And that makes the healing game so much different than when you are healing other people, but still hate yourself. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. The the Um, Self-love matter of fact, if, if you, if you know, you're a healer, an empath, and you haven't got to that part that you can truly say that you love every aspect of yourself, then stop everything else you're doing for everybody else and work on yourself until you get there.
0: Yep. Exactly. You know, and it's
1: like just get, you know, heal yourself, heal the world. So if you find that you are still one of those self loathing empaths like I was for 42 years, then please stop now and start the work on yourself. Yep. And you will be 10 times more powerful in your work after
0: and 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 like setting up boundaries where other people may feel like hurt by that is okay if that's what you need at that moment in time that's okay and their path is their path and they have to deal with whatever it is they are 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 dealing with but you must set up these boundaries and and really act in accordance with those boundaries to not overstep uh, you know, who you are and what you are and make sure that you heal what you need to heal for yourself. And if you feel an energy that you are not comfortable with, it is okay to walk away from it and to not allow it into your life, it, you know, if that's the extent at which you want to take it.
1: Because one thing I noticed when I was in this, when I was self-loathing, I I would take every phone call I would take every, you know, because that made me feel better about myself that I was helping somebody else. Right. Yep, yep. And yes, but then you are, when you are self-loathing, you are not listening to your intuition mm-hmm. when I started transitioning to have more self-love a phone call that I would have usually answered. Um, I got a call one time, it was one of my my young kids, you know, at the time, 17, 18. And this was a person that I always answered for and always took care of the business for this person every time they called me. And once I became more in touch with myself and my intuition, one time I saw it was her and I jumped to go answer it. And my intuition said, not this time, Yep, not this time. Mm -hmm. And it was something she had to go through herself. It was something she had to deal with herself mm-hmm. and I actually purposely didn't talk to her for two days and like the third day I called her back I was like oh hey I am so sorry I didn't even see that you called like what was that all about she's like no it's okay now because when I couldn't get a hold of you she ended up taking charge herself mm-hmm. and ended up having a bigger growth experience because I wasn't there to. so yeah there are times that we are there for others there's times that they have work to do themselves and yep. you have to learn to discern that. And that's when to come through your intuition and you are going to have more of that intuition. If you have the self-love.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Now there are, I do want to tell you guys. Um, okay. So those three, three key points again, are healing yourself. First and foremost, that healing others, because you want to begin to move that energy and help others move that energy That's why you're here, you know, as an empath, as a healer, but then also understanding that you are receiving third dimensional energy and that energy is very, can be very dense at times. So to be aware of that. So not only are you healing, but you're acquiring information and dealing with a lot of entities or energies that are in this third dimension that can feel a little bit more heavy. So those are definitely some key points, but I I do want to bring up I just want to give you guys some um, healing modalities that you can begin to research and work with, you know, as as tools of what resonates with you. And I'm just going to just read off um, 14 real quick so that you, but I encourage you all to do your own homework in researching what might resonate with you so that you can go out there and start doing this work and helping not only yourself eventually helping others as well because that that is a large portion of why you're here so uh first one is um and all these are energy healings so just to be aware of that first one is pranic healing uh second is reiki third is a karmic regression therapy and uh let me see four is acupuncture so first you can set up appointments with people that actually do these did do this type of healing or do your own research and find out what resonates with you uh fifth is uh um that is that um, like a movement energy where you're doing movements with your hands and your legs, your body. Uh, sixth is a uh, quantum touch. Seven Ooh, is trans- look
1: into
0: that. Yeah, I know. Right. Some of these are, sound really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that I've uh, recognized just reading through these myself. Uh, seven is transpersonal psychology. Eight is theta healing. Nine is healing touch. Ten is emotional freedom technique. Eleven is shamanic energy healing or shamanic energy healing. Mm-hmm. 12 is I don't know how to pronounce it. Ruch. It's R-U-A-C-H healing method. I'm not, I can read yeah, a little Roush. bit. Roush, okay. Roush healing method, thank you. Uh, Sikhen, Sikhen energy healing. It's spelled S-E-K-H-E-N energy healing.
1: Okay, Sikhen.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. And then the the 14th one is the Tibetan new method, um, Pranandandhi energy healing. But this is what I will tell you. All of those are energy healings and energy is energy. It's just your approach to it. I have my own method that I developed. And what I will tell you is you can develop yours. So go in and start working with the energy. Work with your own. That I encourage you first. And this tip that, and this isn't only for empaths, this is for all of you guys. Yeah. The light work and and so the energy healing that 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 um I started to do, first started with me, and then I started to take these techniques that I started to use on myself to other people. And now it's what I use to help people, houses, transmute energy all over the country. Learn how how your own energy works and notice, like, when you go into your energy, what. Look, for instance, if I go into Brooke's chakras, I know if I get to a particular chakra and I struggle to stay focused on it, I know that's, tough. that's a block. That's a block that I need to work with on, it, on Brooke with her energy. I know it's, it's not moving the way it should be. And then what you need to do in those moments is focus back on it and make sure that you can see yourself getting through it. So I'm giving you guys a technique. This is what I have developed where I work with other people's energy. And it's a great technique to use on yourself and your own chakras. But that's the, that's the, the theme in all of these energy techniques is they're moving and working with the chakras. So that's important. And a huge tip, um, that, that, uh, that we just gave you here on, um, on this podcast. So if you start working with your own chakras and noticing the subtleties in how you work with them, you could go into a chakra and notice that you generate specific feelings. If you do that, you know, right away, okay, that's something I need to be aware of. Where is that energy coming from? But it takes practice and repetitiveness that it, it, it's just something you need to work with reoccurringly. It's not something that you want to do on some infrequent basis. If you really want to do this work, then do it and go in there on a regular basis and start working with your own chakras. And then once you get comfortable with your own chakras and you're familiar with how blocks how entities interact with you because that's another aspect here like there are the enti- biggest
1: thing with um the biggest thing with empaths that's affected is their digestive system at the solar plexus area mm-hmm. and it's funny because we're all so we all want our third eyes open we're all working on our crowns yep. and you know you got to remember that there's it's the root that has to be solid before that you know yep. it's the solar plexus that has to be solid before that you know, and um, like, don't get me wrong. This can be open and this can be blocked, but you're totally. not doing yourself any favors if you don't start from that root and work up. But a lot of empaths, I mean, and the, especially the ones that don't realize they are, end mm-hmm. up with stomach ulcers, you know, end up with major digestive issues, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it's just to be aware. I don't recommend anybody else do this. I don't go to doctors. Now I'm not saying if I have a bone sticking out that I won't go to the doctor and be repaired. I just don't like the first thing I ask myself is, "What are you doing to cause this? What mm-hmm. energy are you like not aware of that is causing this? Even if it's down to like a cold or a sore throat. Now, and even those things, it's it's fine. Like colds are a good thing for us to have. It builds our immunity. So those, I'm not saying that necessarily has to do with like a blockage, but it could. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of empaths have more of the. Um, I and a lot of people I know experience it in the gut. The other half I know experiences it in headaches. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm um, I'm not sure what I'd rather have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could handle the I don't think I could handle the long term headaches. I'm not. I'm a baby when it comes to headaches. Like I yeah. will pop an aspirin real quick if, if <laughs> I get a headache, especially if this thing starts throbbing here. I know that that means it's not going to go away for like days. Mm-hmm. But I'm rare with the headaches. But a lot of empaths I know it's all in the head for them. Yep. Mine is gut. I'm mine's, mine's mostly gut you know?
0: Interesting. Yeah. But when
1: I became aware, like I walked around rubbing my stomach for years, not, to, not knowing what was wrong with me. And when I became aware and started to knowingly like clear myself, it's like, oh, my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. That's interesting uh, because I get a lot of headaches too. So yeah. that's interesting. And I know that that's where I get a lot of communication. I know it surrounds my head. You know, I feel a lot there. Wow, that's fascinating. No, I never really looked at it. Well, like I said,
1: I don't recommend to people to do what I do. Like I'm always like, you know, I I really don't go to the doctor. I don't see the point in it. But Chris, it was like a while ago, and he's like, Yeah, I'm going to the doctor. He's talking about his head. And I was like, Why are you going to the doctor? That's spiritual, man. And he's like, Oh, it never thought.
0: yeah totally
1: yeah, yeah. Yourself, man. <laughs> like,
0: yeah true true because i get headaches a lot and uh yeah they're not fun and i know that yeah. a lot but some again, of them
1: we did what we did talk about your contact sports and stuff too so yeah. like i said there is there are times that people do need to go to the doctor i just yeah. am not one of them
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so awesome um now it, You guys, I'll just. uh, I'm originally, I wanted to talk about each of these healing methods, but to be honest with you, um, I would let you really do your work, your research, and see what resonates with you. I Um, think,
1: with there being so many of them, just even if you go back and listen to Chris list them. Yeah. Go into your heart center as he's saying each one. Exactly. And see if you get a zing. And if you get a zing, let that be the one you look up. Like when he said quantum touch, I was like, ooh. Yeah. So like I already know what I'm going to research. So go back and see what of those kind of gave you a zing. Yep. You know, and then go maybe go research it.
0: Great point. Great point. A great, a great exercise actually in listening to your intuitive mind because your intuition is going to talk to you, like Brooke just said. So yeah, that's a great exercise.
1: Yeah. All right. Learn awesome. to know your zings. <laughs>
0: Indeed. All right, you good? If uh, you have anything else, I don't.
1: No, I think I like. Uh, I think it was kind of short and sweet. I think that was good.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, we got the the points across. Just be aware you're receiving information. You need to start healing yourself, setting boundaries. Self-love is very important here. And those boundaries are equally important. But then once you get in tune with your own energy um, and you're comfortable with discernment as book indicated, then you can move on to really starting to help other people and really helping them move because that ultimately is why you are here as a healer. Yeah.
1: And I can pretty much tell you if you don't realize you're an empath yet, which most people do, mm-hmm. um, if you're having a hard time existing on Spaceship Earth, yeah, you're probably an empath. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not an easy life. That's for darn sure.
1: I know. I was watching a meme talking about like, you chose to be here at this time. You should. I'm like, the brochure lied. <laughs> <laughs> the brochure didn't tell us how hard this was really going to be. <laughs> oh. That's funny. No.
0: Uh, You cool? Yeah, I'm good. All right, good. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Great, that we are. We say to you all now, and both as well as Christopher, we are pleased by these opportunities of great communication. Archangel Michael speaking. Enoch present. We are here to inform you all that the presence gift of communication and feeling is present within you all we tell you clairsentient ability is another aspect of healing maturation and understanding that your ability to feel not only in an empathic sense but in a clairsentient path sense is very real clairsentience and are all healers and carry healing energy that is very capable of being leveraged in this realm in fact we encourage you greatly to begin to act in accordance with these gifts, which is healing energy. Transmuting energy, sending healing energy, and acquiring more healing energy through you are very vital to your purpose path in this lifetime. The clairsentient ability is one that is also capable of being leveraged so that all may be healed and worked with the healing energy that others possess. There are empaths who feel others, but clairsentient ability is a little less, I, I feel like they're saying downed, but um, the, they're talking about it's like an empath on a, on a, on a level that doesn't feel as much as a density as empaths do. They're saying clairsentience don't feel uh, the density at which others do. <laughs> <Go> ahead, <Brooke. laughs>
1: the day of technical difficulties so yeah. when he stepped away and came back and finished the channel and it was a really awesome mind-blowing like brought so much information together for me and i was so excited explaining the stuff and we realized that it was not recording right. okay so in in his channel and it really was short and sweet they right away mentioned Claire Sentient and right away, Chris was thinking to himself, like, huh? and I was like, Oh, I always thought of Claire sentient being just the fancier word for empath. But during the channel, what they found was most important is that we do understand that there is a difference while there's a huge connection that there is a difference. And that is that, um, like I hearing the channel, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool because I just always thought it was the same thing. And I kind of realized that I am more of a clairsentient. And we came to that by saying that I can appear to be cold at times. Like if people are going through something, I I can be like smiling, going, oh, like inside going, oh, this is great. Like, because they passed away, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Only because I'm seeing the higher purpose to where an empath is going to be able to empathize with the human experience of what that other person is going through. And so we were talking about how we're all needed to be links on the chain to help each other. So where the empath is going to be a better helper and healer in the human experience with the human that is in pain mm-hmm. to where somebody like in my standpoint, as a clairsentient, sentient, I'm going to be a better helper to the empath. Because I'm their link from going to looking at this human perspective that they are in pain also about to showing them the higher perspective. And because they're an empath, they are going to be able to, even if at that time, they don't understand right away what I'm saying, because it might sound cold, like, oh, she doesn't even care that this incident just happened. Mm -hmm. But they, because they are an empath, they are going to come around to going, oh, now I see what Brooke was saying. Now I understand. So to where, so I, I, find that empaths are probably better at relating to a human in a time of pain mm-hmm. than I am, because mm-hmm. I tend to like, look like, oh, okay, well that just happened. <laughs> so, but they were just explaining the, the difference between a clairsentient and an empath. And we just, it was just pretty cool and decided that like, yeah, we need all of us. We need yeah. all of our lengths to make all of this work one of these things here on spaceship earth would not work without the other we need every single link of the chain none is higher or lower we need every single one of us
0: yeah so if i can just what what i was getting from it was that empaths get a lot more of this third dimensional energy whereas um clairsentience are able to feel and are also healers but don't feel as much of this third dimensional energy as the empaths do. However, clairsentient people that are clairsentience, which is the ability to feel are healers, natural healers, and they are here to help these empaths that are here, help them with the discernment, help them heal and move that energy. So, like Brooke was saying, we're all links and here to help each other. And this Clairsentients are here specifically to help those empaths begin to rise up and, and move away from that energy with the with the intensity at which they feel it. So um, as we were saying earlier, it's very helpful to have someone that you can go to as an empath to, to lean on. And if you can find somebody that is a clairsentient, that's probably a really good idea for you to do. They're probably going to be able to help you. I just
1: had something pop in and I lost it. But this explains why I think everybody's an empath because I'm surrounded by so many of them because (laughs) they are coming to me for their healing.
0: Yes. Yes. That's
1: why everybody's an empath. It's only because I happen to be surrounded by so many because they are the ones drawn to my energy for me to help clear them, to help. Yeah. Makes them like, oh my gosh, everything makes so much more sense now. I am so psyched about that channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now knowing that there's a difference, because I always just thought clairsentia was the fancier word for empath. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, but it's kind of crazy that there's a like really is a difference. Yes. Yeah. Just shows how many more links in the chain are so necessary.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's awesome
0: awesome well thank we're you Brooke. excited
1: about this information thank You're, you i just love welcome. my learning every time
0: <laughs> likewise yeah i'm learning as well so i appreciate that and thank you uh, for listening sorry about the the mix-ups man we're having the issues there you know it happened for a reason but you know i did get some of the channel so yeah just not all chris's anyway. face
1: was very sad when he realized that it was not recording and i i couldn't help but I was laughing at him the whole time. So <laughs> we, we fixed it.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thanks, Brooke. And thank you all. Appreciate you guys. See you next time.
1: Thanks. See ya.
0: Later.